By the time I headed home, the rich, varied hues of sunset had faded to a flat ash gray. I pulled into the driveway, retrieved the box of papers I'd taken from Sam's office, and headed for the house. The front porch light had burned out since I'd last noticed, and I had trouble seeing. I stepped carefully to avoid tripping on the loose stones in the path. When I got closer, I saw a sprinkling of fragmented glass under the light socket. The thing had not only burned out, but exploded, which meant I was going to have to somehow get the remains of the bulb out of the socket without electrocuting myself. Cursing, I brushed the glass aside with my foot. Then, with the box of files against my hip, I reached into my purse for the key. Suddenly, there was a movement behind me. Before I could turn, I felt a hand slap roughly over my mouth. An arm grabbed me, knocking the box to the ground and pinning my own arms to my sides. My assailant pressed against me from behind, shoving me against the wall. He was strong, though not especially big, and smelled of stale cigarette smoke and beer. Panic flooded my body. All at once, I understood that the porch light had not exploded, but had been knocked out. The man had been waiting there in the shadows, waiting for me. I couldn't scream, I couldn't move, I couldn't see anything but the paint-peeled siding of the house. I wondered if Lisa had felt the same rush of terror, the same bleak certainty. The man's breath was hot on my neck, his weight crushing. I tried squirming loose, but he tightened his hold and pressed closer. You move like that again, I get maybe my own ideas about fun, eh? His voice was soft, with a faint accent I couldn't trace, maybe Spanish or Italian. When he spoke, his hand on my mouth relaxed. I opened my mouth just enough and bit hard into the flesh of his fingers. He pulled back with a yelp and slammed me harder against the house. Bitch! His voice was a coarse whisper. He pulled out a knife and held it at my throat. I felt the sharp edge press against my skin. You listen and listen good. I got a message for you. The scuffle had set Loretta to barking. Too bad there were no neighbors close enough to hear. I tried to swallow my fear, to concentrate instead on his movements. The man brought his mouth close to my ear. I could feel the puffs of air against my skin as he spoke. You've got some friends in town who think it would be wise for you to take a vacation, a long one. Too much work isn't good for pretty ladies. They think you should leave real soon. Better that way for everyone. Are you one of these friends? I mumbled against his palm, mindful of the knife against my neck. He laughed without humor. Me? I'm just the delivery man. Out of the corner of my eye, I caught a glimpse of the hand with the knife. It was a stubby hand, covered with dark hairs. The arm was hidden by a shirt. So you got the message? I nodded, as best I could. Good. Suddenly, there was a flash of pain at the back of my skull. I fell, and then there was nothing. Darkness had settled in by the time I came to. I noticed that first the darkness, and then the pain. It came slowly, the way you wake from a heavy slumber, an almost undetectable sensation at first,
then building, until it took charge. Slowly, easing myself to my knees, I felt for the key and crawled inside. Loretta sniffed, unusually subdued. Maybe it was the fact that I was on all fours, or maybe it was the sixth sense animals have about the wounded. Whatever, I was thankful she didn't leap in bound, as she usually did. Gripping a chair for support, I dragged myself to my feet and shuffled into the bathroom. Surprisingly, the movement helped. I stared at my reflection in the mirror.